Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we get excited about Keyforge, its fantastic community that maybe isn't quite so happy, or not everyone's quite so happy today, and the excitement of Discovery um, as we discover new Keyforge formats. Um, I am here, as always, Ed Pocock, and I'm joined by the most wonderful He's turned Canadian for a few days, but he might be back in the US. <laughs> I'm, I'm unsure about where that border lies exactly. Uh, Zach Armstrong, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. As far as Keyforge goes, I think the US and Canada are pretty well united at this point. We are a singular Keyforgian entity uh, between the two nations. That's, that, that is incredibly exciting. <laughs> incredibly exciting. And there's less VAT and all that good stuff that we're enjoying in Europe. So, uh, Christian, mm. I can't wait until you've got some printers uh, functioning in, in Europe so that, uh, so that we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to deal with the uh, conversion costs at the Oof. moment. But, yeah, uh, that's but pretty nasty. <laughs> um but we'll deal deal with that later i'm going to be paying for things with keyforge cards in a year zach it's just it's just <laughs> going to be the way that it goes down so this game had better go well i think the stakes are pretty high for me um... <laughs> <laughs> oh man That's oh. but we got some news haven't we 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 do we do uh we are so keyforge isn't just such a a a a the time right now um with the ghost galaxy buying them and then the game found um and then with uh the test formats and the keyforge celebration news that just dropped um very recently uh as as we're recording here uh we decided to to jump on to jump on and talk about this ed and i are looking to just jump on and talk about the things that uh, excite us as we just keep going with call of discovery here and this was something that excited us so we're i am literally speaking into uh, a cheap a cheap mic on my on my headset sitting in a chair many thousands of miles from my regular little recording studio that's how excited i am to uh and, and yet you. zach you you still sound just as professional as most podcast hosts in their natural habitat so <laughs> i think that that is impressive you are the the only person to take the smash for emergency podcast gear set uh with, with you on holiday Oh, not quite. That's probably more of a ding on my regular setup than a than a, a compliment to the quality of this headset mic. But uh, uh, as long as they can hear me, they can hear my my crisp my crisp generic American dialect. Then, then good to go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's see what 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 we have to say. So, what we've got here. Oh, and Zach, will you be going to Keyforge Celebration? Dun dun dun. I yes yes, that is the plan. 
uh, trying to lock in some of the final details. But yeah, that is, that is the plan. I'm very excited about that. Well, uh, unfortunately for me, the boat left yesterday, so um, yeah, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna take a while to get there. I, I'll maybe make it in time for next year, but I think this year is a bit of a stretch. Hmm. No, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I know there's a number of reasons they're holding the event, and I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to help test out the currently proposed uh, currently proposed competitive play formats. Um, and just give some feedback there, which uh, I certainly, I certainly will be doing. Uh, but nonetheless, I am excited. I'm excited that they're holding it for sure. Awesome. And and so what we're going to do, dear listener, today is go through a little bit about the three new proposed KeyForge competitive tournament formats. Um, and I say new because there are some pretty whopping changes. It's Welcome to the Jungle 2.0, um, and Zach and I will probably be coming from very different angles. Um, just as a reminder for those of you new to us, I, I'm very much a casual player. For me, it's all about the excitement of discovery. I'm quite here for zany, wild, wacky, um, esoteric interactions. Um, Zach, you come from more of the competitive side, don't you? Uh, I do. I do. I enjoy playing. Um, I do enjoy the esoteric and wacky stuff. Um, I, I, in Netrunner, I was definitely a jank player trying to optimize a wacky off meta deck as much as possible, which is why I think I'm attracted to Keyforge. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely like to play hard and, and play to win. Um, but if I'm teaching a new player, usually I will give myself uh, a bunch of chains uh, just so I can play as hard as possible, but still be, but still be uh, just uh, a, a wee kitten trying to bat the ball past them into the goal. Which is awesome because you allow yourself to have the most fun you can possibly have whilst giving your opponent space to have exactly the same amount of fun. So, you know, what 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 could possibly go wrong there? We're going to talk about those three formats, but first I think we need to set the scene a little bit here. Um, yeah, the FFG... No, not FFG. Ghost Galaxy Games. <laughs> yes. That's a dirty G-G-G. word now. Oh, God, that's uh, a dirty yeah. word. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So GGG have said, to, to be clear, these competitive formats are not in lieu of support for casual play that Ghost Galaxy intends to start providing in 2023. So, you know, Zach, how, how do you read that? I certainly read that as the standard kind of sealed stuff that we're used to seeing where you go into a store, crack open a deck and just play a few games or the standard kind of Archon solo type thing where you stroll into a store, you bring a deck and you play it with maybe a few right. chains on it. You know, that that I, I would imagine we're going to have to see clarity on that, but I don't think that's going away. What we're talking about here is the top level com- competitive formats. And... I don't think all of the original formats landed, did they, Zach? Some of them did, and some of them were used more than others. But there's probably a lot of scope for innovation here to try different things, and it feels very KeyForge, right? Yeah. The so yeah, what they uh, I think what they mean by that casual play is the weekly store, the weekly store play, which really is the ground. It's the ground floor of KeyForge. Somebody walks into a store, you're there playing with a friend. This is the kind of structure that that new player would walk into that anybody who's been Keyforge curious up until this point, and all of a sudden there's official support that the store is partaking in, they come in. So we do not know the plans for that. That is how I'm going to be playing, you know, 
80, 80 to 90% of my KeyForge, 80% 80 to 90% of my KeyForge games, that structure, that format has not been announced yet. Um, and we're having a perfectly good time doing single deck sealed uh, at my at my locals. So we'll see we'll see what's proposed. Um, I would love to honestly see minimal changes to the actual formats, but then support as far as, official support as far as leagues, right? Like registering your deck and your player, um, you get bonus points for bringing uh, maybe decks with wacky cards or wacky combinations. Uh, you get points for playing new decks, different weeks, uh, what, whatever it is. Um, I think there, I think it could look their approach could look totally different at a casual level. So I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear what they have planned planned for the ground floor. No, nor, nor can I. And I think, look, Christian T. Peterson and Co. have already built up a lot of trust. They clearly love this game. They're putting their heart and soul into it. And we've seen a lot of positive energy coming from there so far. There's a lot of right moves they're making, but they've got to try stuff. This is innovation, right? You've got to try stuff. Some of it doesn't work. The stuff that doesn't work, you cast aside. You focus in on the stuff that does and you build on it. If you don't right. try that stuff, you're never gonna you're never gonna evolve. And um I'm I, you know, so I, I think we're probably gonna see elements here that we're not so happy with, but there's a lot there's a lot to build on maybe as well. Um one thing maybe to mention is, you know, I, I personally I'm just gonna be open. I've been quite shocked at sort of reading Keyforge Twitter and and other things today, how uh toxic the conversation has has become uh, very quickly and from from people that I, I didn't necessarily expect to to, to, to do that and yeah you know, I, I think upon reflection you know it comes from the fact that this game means a lot to a lot of the people that play it and we all care about it deeply and there's a lot of emotion enrolled into it you know because it's so important to us um and yeah and what what I will say to that is um I've mostly been choosing to, you know, between the option to tweet or not to tweet. Uh, I've just chosen not to tweet um, because I, I understand and I actually really get a lot of the viewpoints that, well, so I will, I will say I still have trust in, I still have trust in Ghost Galaxy personally. There's a number of decisions uh, I don't like currently, uh, but I think that's why uh, I'm excited to see that this is a test phase and that they are testing things out. Um, that said, it does like, I'm not very excited that they uh, ch- chose to announce formats that change, you know, unalterable decks um, after the campaign. That that doesn't feel that doesn't feel great to me. Now, do, do I still have a lot of trust in Ghost Galaxy that they're going to try to move forward with KeyForge in a way that is uh, helps the game stay healthy and grow and get bigger? I do trust that, so I'm not despairing. Um, but uh, I. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I get I get why some people are reacting strongly because this game means a lot to to me too, um, and I do feel a bit of that that rug pull because I like many people have considered unchangeable decks, unalterable decks to be core to core to KeyForge. So to to see them say, well, we're actually considering changing that um, feels like a pretty big a pretty big uh, possible a pretty big possible change, um, but. Again, they are they are just considering these formats. They're waiting for they're waiting for feedback. I've been talking with some people in just direct channels who, like me, aren't fans. Or, you know, skipping ahead a little bit, not a big fan of Alliance. And I've been talking with some, chatting with some people who also aren't, um, who have kind of sent me an overview of the feedback they gave. 
And so a lot of the feedback I've been seeing there has actually been very well phrased that people are sending to, to Ghost Galaxy. Uh, and that's the entire point, right? That's the entire point. It's probably a a minority that are sort of uh, uh, maybe crossing the line there slightly. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it, it feels difficult to read, um, to be honest. Although, of course, people are entitled to, to share their own opinions. It's I think it's really important to just give a bit of thought to, you know, the folks at Ghost Galaxy Games that are obviously going to make a few missteps in, in, in this approach. They've... but you know, they're working towards the same thing that we are to bring back a game that we we love. And it's, this is interesting because the, the thing we're talking about here is is the fact that two of these three new formats have an element of constructed play to them. So it's not just grab a deck and go or pick right. a deck and go. There is an element to, to, to kind of shuffle forge almost, you know, shuffle building decks from, from different house pods. And I think for me, I'd never really... I'd never had that barrier with Keyforge where I thought, oh, it is just a, you know, grab a deck and that deck is unalterable. So I, I, I have, I've often enjoyed that in the past of, of, of uh, mixing things from different places, but I realized there can be less ramifications of that at a kitchen table than there can be at the top level of competitive right. play. So we, right. we're going to dive into that and those things. But, you know, I think if, if there was one takeaway to, to, to um, you know, the way that I'm going to be treating this anyway is I feel like almost format shaming in the, uh, in the competitive card game space is like kink shaping. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, there are different ways to play Keyforge, and, you know, I, I don't enjoy every way to play Keyforge, Um, but that doesn't mean that I think it's a bad, a bad thing. There are going to be bad formats and we're going to talk about some elements that might not work. Um, but if, if it, if it works and if it's not broken and if, a certain group of people enjoy it then you know hey there's more people in this keyforge family and that's got to be exciting right because i think you know the fact that key there was no element of constructed in keyforge has probably put a lot of people off keyforge that would otherwise be enjoying it so if we can keep everything we love about keyforge but also welcome in another cohort you know wouldn't that be a beautiful thing well, sure, I wouldn't be playing with uh, those Alliance people, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> I can do that, Zach. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think the biggest, well, let's, okay, let, let's go over. Let's get it. Let's get it. Should we do Archon first? Yeah, let me, yeah, let's, well, let's go, let's go in order they are on the website here. So okay. we're on, we're on keyforging.com slash tournament formats and rules. Um and just to reiterate as much as Ghost of Galaxy is, there's a giant yellow bar up top saying the tournament formats presented below are currently in preliminary state and undergoing testing, such as during the 20, uh, 2022 Keyforge celebration. They may be Ooh. subject to substantial change prior to December 31st. And, and after that, they're solid and they're never changing again. And uh, I'm sure that's not what it means. But. <laughs> right. And these, these are the official formats of, uh, these are the in testing official formats of tournament uh, level play so these might be things that your store could host but it'd be a big probably weekend event these would be things that you know if there's an equivalent to vault tours again that would uh they would be you know aligned with one of these formats either sealed archon or alliance so sealed uh sealed is a it's a very interesting one so uh they so sealed instead of the traditional, which is you either get one deck or maybe three decks and you pick one of those three decks and you play that for the whole time. 
sealed is simply this. You bring, you get two sealed Keyforge decks, uh, totally, totally unopened. Then players simultaneously open their sealed decks and construct a single deck by selecting three house pods from the six house pods provided in the two sealed decks. Each selected house pod must be from a different house. A house pod is the set of 12 cards dedicated to one house within a single Archon deck, and deck creation must be completed within 30 minutes. Then they have a number of rules um, for how the tournament would actually work, which is super clear and great. I really like that. I think that solves a lot of confusion on tournament organizers' parts about what is the best way to run a Keyforge tournament, where they say double elimination for the elimination rounds, uh, and then there's a playoff a playoff bracket, which um, are handled different numbers of games. That's relatively innocuous at the moment, so not not the hot thing to address. So the the idea is you get two Keyforge decks. Um, you get two Keyforge decks. You've got to build uh, build a single Keyforge deck out of your six deck pods. You can't double up on any houses, of course. Um, and then uh, it should also be noted in between rounds. Uh, but between each round of a sealed tournament before being seeded with the next opponent, players may calibrate their deck by substituting one or more house pods from their deck with one or more of their unused house pods. After calibration, a deck still must consist of three house pods from three different houses. So that that is sealed. That is that is their proposal in testing for sealed tournaments. And, and Ed, just to be clear... Thoughts? <laughs> I have lots of thoughts on this one. And, and just to be clear, I don't think this is, again, you know, to their comment in lieu of just standard Monday night Keyforge, because, you know, one of the drawbacks of this potentially is, particularly in markets where Keyforge has become really quite pricey. I mean, you know, the price of Keyforge decks, if they're coming from the US, has probably doubled for the UK and Europe right. um, in, in, in the last three years, um, just because of the kind of macroeconomic stuff, which would be prohibitive for kind of a monday night play so i think you know if you're talking sort of monday night keyforge hopefully you know sealed is going to stay the same but i love this format uh and i'm sorry zach if that makes you wince (laughs) slightly but i just think it's really really cool i think the traditional sealed for competitive play with the three decks had a few drawbacks before and it's it's that thing that christian spoke about on our our lovely friends help from future self uh the, the the interview he did with them that you know there's this lack of agency sometimes in decision making which can create bad feelings for, for players in the player experience um and you know i've certainly faced that before with um with 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 sealed i'll give you an example here because i think tangible examples are often good for kind of drawing out this sort of thing so i went all the way to berlin for a a sealed tournament and uh it was worlds collide i got three brobnar decks it was miserable uh i think it ended with like one five um and i i, I definitely picked the best deck it you know it it was sure, it was sure. it was not the wrong call but it was just miserable and i compare that to today so so i look yeah saw these new formats and nina and i sat down and we we played a a, a new sealed game um there's a store in the uk that's been selling uh worlds collide pretty pretty cheap um so i bought a few sealed uh sealed boxes and yeah so we we tried this with, with worlds collide she got two decks with just brobnar and um she was able to just go well <laughs> not playing either of those right. um, and and as a result 
had a much more fun play experience, one that she wouldn't have had before. You know, uh, essentially you're you're choosing between in the old world one one in th- three, um, whereas now it's three and six. But I still think you've got more agency around that because you know the the chances of having yeah the chances of having four bad houses in in your pool is is low whereas the chances of having a bad house in each of your three decks might be slightly higher um i might be wrong here well it's 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 three and four isn't it um but it's also the fun and you know we, we were talking about this and and she, she it's in, this is interesting because she's about as casual player as as you can possibly get and she she loved this you know mm. it was it was it was a, a kind of clear improvement for her it's not she's not someone that would be you know knowing the card pool inside out but it was it was the flavor of it for her and the fact that she was able to build something but you know magic would never be a thing that she would touch because you know it'd be too much constructive so maybe this is striking a good balance but keep it to sort of high level play because it's going to be prohibitive cost wise for for newer players i think there's you still keep that you know one of the great things about sealed is in some ways it's the most skill testing format right because you've got to know a card pool for a set inside and out it keeps that and actually it adds an extra dynamic to it almost um the the fact that you can shift things around a bit means that you're not stuck entirely if you get entirely wrong as well so i personally think there's a lot to love here i hope Mm. that it brings additional players into the game that maybe didn't didn't play the game previously it gives us a different way to think about things i also think i'm just just plowing ideas here zach i'm interested to hear yours <laughs> we'll get there in a second but yeah, yeah i think it creates a safe space for constructed play as well you know mm-hmm. and, and we're going to get to this but constructed in limited looks very 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 different to constructed in yeah open play where you bring anything from your 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 deck portfolio if you like so sealed gives a safe space you know you can't have someone with two uh one million sas decks kind of um yeah finding the best houses in different things and yeah plowing them together to a infinite destroyer combo this right. is this is going to be and, and also going forward ghost galaxy can ensure that there aren't things that can combo off so they can make they can make keyforge safe for this new constructed format um I just hope that the you know the, the 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 feedback we're seeing against the alliance format that we'll speak in a little while about doesn't end up tarnishing this new seal format because I right. love it. Okay, I, I've stopped now. Zach, sure. what do you think? <laughs> sure. Uh, one one quick reaction to um, to one thing you said at the end there: Ghost Galaxy designing with this two deck sealed if it ends up you know final in this way. Um, I don't think they should design. With this in mind, I think they need to design for the regular single deck thing because one, I don't think they should design for it, and two, I don't think I don't think they can. Looking at the limits of of a even some of the best paid professional card game design teams, and then what happens once the set goes out into the wild with Magic the Gathering or any number of other card games, I'm not sure they could catch everything, but I think Keyforge is also more positioned better positioned than most card games to uh, to help guard against that either with uh the rule of six or a deck you know graduating out via a power level mechanic 
um, which is really cool. Right. A really cool idea that we never really got to see come to fruition. That's a really good point. So perhaps yeah. Keyforge is already sort of made safe for this kind of thing. I mean, that you know, right. you, you're going to get an odd sealed pool where you've got a really weird maverick that's doing mm-hmm. something awesome. But isn't sure. that awesome rather than yes, that is sort awesome. of problematic? I, w- I would rather that deck dominate for a small handful of tournaments and then, um, and then after it accumulates enough points or whatever... Uh, it is quote unquote banned from honorably banned. How about that? Honorably banned from competitive yeah. play. Uh, and what that does, that is, mm. that is think of how epic a moment that is to have a deck uh, that you pl- that is good enough and you play it well enough that it says, okay, this Archon has ascended. They opened a vault, found the secrets. Uh, it is now no longer allowed in competitive play because it topped out. Um, and I think to earn that would be really cool. I think we've seen how helpful and kind of fun that is for the community with the hilariously it's the first version of I've seen of this actually being acted on even though Keyforge had a different version of it first is um, flesh and blood's living legend system where the identities you play as accumulate points as that identity wins tournaments and once it breaks a certain number uh, that identity is then quote-unquote banned you know honorably banned for for winning too much Um, I think that would work great in Keyforge that that is almost like we're banning houses though if we sort of transpose the living legends but no i i see what, i well, see uh, what yeah you mean. Two, two specific decks yeah uh, just a specific deck i i but. would hasten to say that this is potentially even safer than that because you know that that crazy deck might rule for one tournament but this is a sealed tournament and the moment you're out of that you know you've got you've got another pool of decks and another right. pool of opportunities yeah so yeah. my so my <laughs> coming back around just my thoughts on this sealed uh, this intesting sealed format in general, I'm I'm kind of um, carrying two different opinions in my head simultaneously. One is this is this like Keyforge purist idea of don't alter decks in Keyforge that makes it not the jungle. Um, any changes to decks that way is is. Uh, is breaking the sacred pact of Keyforge. But then I'm actually looking at the the practical side of it, like you've been talking about, and I go, well, would this bring more people in in a way that doesn't create uh, that doesn't create a Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh type meta, which is what you know I want to avoid in my card games. I want to go to a tournament, either sealed or or uh, you know an Archon style open, bring your open deck tournament. And yes, I'll see archetypes and combos that people know are strong, uh, but the decks are unique, so you never truly know what you're going to face. Um, I mean, I remember an online tournament where JDG bought, brought a, an, an insane animator deck that I was like, well, we all knew animator could do hilarious, crazy things, uh, but this was the first deck I really saw compete at a top level doing crazy animator tricks. Um, and I still want that, and I think in Sealed, this could... If this, I think to, to summarize my feelings on it is if this style of sealed, uh, open two decks, mount, mash together house pods, if this style of sealed brings even more people into sealed tournaments and gives even more people a fun Keyforge experience, I'm game. I say that, I say that also holding the thought in my head that I tend towards being a Keyforge purist. Um, 
but because this isn't a moral, ethical, religious, foundational truth I'm trying to build my life on, I'm willing to bend. <laughs> right. I'd be willing to bend from saying, you know, Keyforge decks can't be changed. I'm like, well, you know, there might be a world where that experience is still good. It's still fun. And there's a small adjustment made to something I once held sacred that opens it up to even more people. So those are my thoughts on Sealed so far. Yeah, and, and I mean, for a game to survive, I think it has to evolve over time, and to for it to grow in it, you know, its appreciation by a larger group of people. You, you you look at the way that people enjoy magic. You know, some people really do enjoy this kind of style of constructed stuff of you know the jump start shuffle forge type thing. Um, some people enjoy um commander some people enjoy purely limited some people there are so many ways <laughs> yeah, well, to play most people enjoy commander <laughs> well well exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I, I i enjoy limited but um which is also my my area in in uh of enjoyment in in keyforge but sure. um not that really i enjoy mtg very much but you know um you know how it is um yeah i, I think i wonder zach i'm going to pose you a question yeah if alliance which we're going to speak about later wasn't <sighs> here yeah okay breathe breathe yep. deep breaths crying. it's all crying. okay it's all okay are you crying um no no <laughs> I, I learned in my early 20s it's much easier to get angry instead of sad because i can sad is a snowball anger i can mm. anger i can handle <laughs> you should speak to your therapist about that <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's a healthy coping mechanism, yeah. Zach, but we'll, no, we'll, yeah. we'll park it for now. Um, yeah, so if if they hadn't announced Alliance, you know, would would you have just gone, hey, this is a cool sealed format, let's try it? And sort of there wouldn't um, have been that hesitation well, in you. No, I think there's still the hesitation because it is altering a Keyforge deck, yeah. right? I think the the solution to having a little bit of agency in... Version one of Keyforge uh, in the FFG days was in a bigger tournament, buy three decks, pick one. So you have some agency there. But I think, honestly, the thing that is winning me over, I mean, pulling me in that direction towards New Sealed, the in-testing format New Sealed, is the fact that there's Keyforge sideboarding for house pots. I think that is that is fascinating to me that you open two decks. Now, of course, if you open two decks with the exact same houses here, um, you know, you're a little bit up the creek uh, because you, you have the most limited versions of your options there. But that's neither here nor there. That's, there's always going to be variance in the card game. But being able to go in in between rounds and swap things out is an additional layer of skill testing that is going to help people feel going to help people feel like they have agency because they do it's going to help people exercise uh card pool knowledge and even maybe adjusting for like the quote-unquote meta of what people have picked and and thrown together so i think honestly that's the thing that is warming me up most to it is that there is this new dynamic in between rounds of swapping out house pods again this is grinding up against the, the Keyforge purist in me. There are two wolves inside Sweaty Zach right now. One is the Keyforge purist who never wants to alter a deck, and the other, the other is glimp. This other wolf is glimpsing a bright future in a possible bright future for this version of Sealed. So um, I really like key, the Keyforge sideboarding idea um, as much as the purist in me doesn't want to admit that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I interesting. 
I, I also, I, just to build on that, I agree with you, yeah. Zach. Mm. And I think it'd be great for new players as well, or just even returning players, because, you know, you, you don't need to know a set quite as well. And it means that anyone can pick up a couple of decks and, you know, because I think there are quite a lot of people in Keyforge that want to go to a tournament day, like a proper tournament day, but don't really, you know, know the set that well and don't really want to do all that. And I think it makes it more accessible because you can make a mistake and go, well, I shouldn't have included that house, should I? And you can just, you can just throw it out and throw it back in. Whereas it was probably a bad feel before that you couldn't do that. You didn't have that flexibility and that probably penalized um, newer players more than it penalized more experienced players. Yeah. And reflecting on my sealed tournament experience, because all of the big events I went to primes and vault tours were sealed of some kind, at least half of them were sealed triad, which can go just drown in a lake. Um, Like, but the, when I did sealed triad for age of Ascension, my decks were somewhat stinkers. My best deck kept getting banned just based on, on houses. Um, and, and that, now that I think I could have played better and done better, but Richmond Vault Tour, which was three uh, arc, or sealed solo, get three decks, pick one. I got three stinkers and I went three and three and I sweated hard, hard to go three and three. With uh, with like the deck I picked, which looking back, I looked back several times, I really felt like I picked it. And then even did when I did well at a prime, I made top cut in sealed triad worlds collide. Uh, that was. Um, yeah, that that was also not as quite of a fun experience um, for for a number of reasons, but being locked into all of those decks was um, for that long was a little frustrating. So I think I think this could help. Uh, as somebody who loves Keyforge, it is sometimes, you know, it's easy for how much I enjoy Keyforge to overshadow the negative experiences I've had when those negative experiences might have been the biggest feeling a new player had so they didn't come back, you know. So w- what are we giving? And the call of discovery, we've got a green light, we've got an amber light, and we've got <sighs> a red light. What are we giving? What are we giving this? I- I'm giving it a green light, Zach. What are you giving it? Um, I'm, gi- I'm giving it. I'm giving it an amber light. I wanna. I wanna play it, and I, I intend to play it. Uh, uh, I intend to play it, assuming I can, you know, book some travel up to Keyforge Celebration. Um, but I'm, gi- I'm giving it an amber light. I'm giving it an amber light. Okay. Awesome. So overall, we like the new sealed. Great. Yeah, I'm glad yes. we agree on that. Yeah. Trending <laughs> positive. Trending positive. Shall oh, I? Uh, sh- shall I read us uh, the new Archon? Yeah, do, do. So, uh, New Archon, I'm calling it Triad Light. Uh, New Archon, the summary is, the Archon format pits a player's triad of Archon decks against opposing triads. Players must use careful consideration not only during gameplay, but in choosing the composition of their triad and and in the elimination of an opposing deck prior to each game. Now, what they're doing here spiritually is they're taking the three-deck triad format we had previously and slimming it down so that elimination rounds are best of one, and then the top cut is best of three. So uh, I'll read it out here. uh, Elimination rounds. Archon format tournaments are played over a sequence of elimination rounds, each round featuring a number of two-player matches, each match consisting of one game. Players are limited after losing two matches, also known as double elimination. Side note, personally big fan of double elimination. 
Elimination rounds continue until only eight players remain. After paired players are seated for a match at the start of each elimination round, players must present their ready decks to their opponent. Now, ready is a specific kind of keyword here. After presentation, players simultaneously disqualify one of their opponent's decks. The disqualified deck may not be selected by its owner during the following step. Players then simultaneously select a deck from their own remaining ready decks. This is the deck they must play in the match. So when would a deck not be ready? Or when would it might be become exhausted? So after the first elimination round, any deck that won the prior round is exhausted and as a consequence is not ready and cannot be among the ready decks presented to the opponent during the next round. So a winning player can only present two ready decks uh, for disqualification during the next elimination round. So that means if you win a, a game, the next round you play in, you will only have two ready decks to present to your opponent. They'll eliminate one, and then you're playing that one deck you have left. So if you win, uh, if you win a round, uh, you're going to be limited to only one deck at the mercy of your opponent uh, and one of the two decks you didn't win with. Now, if you lose a round, uh, your opponent will still get to strike a deck, uh, that next round, but you'll have uh, you'll have two decks to pick from that they did not strike. So it kind of balances out. If you're winning a bunch, you're going to be more restricted. If you're losing, you're going to be a little bit less restricted. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, in uh, short, in short, same. Uh, I think this is great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah it, it's. <laughs> I mean, Archon Solo. There maybe just wasn't quite enough going on, um, and it maybe leaned a little bit too much into the sweat, and maybe not quite enough agency sometimes. And I know that there were maybe issues with elements of Triad as it was before. Was it Triad Act that was essentially going on until sort of midnight at times because there were three rounds, or was that? Uh, yes, Triad. Triad anything triad or adaptive that needs three games in the elimination rounds was going for a long time. The aforementioned worlds collide sealed triad. Um, I got knocked out of top eight or top four, I think um, at about a little after 1am. So, it was so, so this has kind of mashed together the good stuff from triad and the good stuff from Archon Solo, that kind of traditional Keyforge power game then would you say? Yes, it has generated, it is a format where you can do best of one for the elimination rounds while still preserving a bit of that, uh, the deck selection strategy. And that's one reason I loved original triad is if you go back and listen to our episode with Dave uh, Cordero on it, triad, well, it's in, kind of in, can look intimidating at the surface and like it really is the kind of big, one of the biggest whale biggest whale formats because of the choice and the deck striking and then matchups you can actually have plenty of decks in your you know mid 70s or a really strong upper 60s deck that if you know your matchups and you know your decks and you strike the right deck by your opponent and you play it smart you can you can swing with some of the best of them uh with some kind of like mid to mid to upper tier decks instead of having to have this kind of cream of the crop trio and I think this captures this captures some of that spirit while making the tournament practical uh, to actually run. Having uh, having double elimination, like I said, love double elimination. Uh, having double elimination and a, tr a trio of decks. Now, of course, you'll have to have all your decks. You'll have to really know their matchups. There are going to be whole discussions again about, you know, do you bring three different decks? Do you 
bring three decks that do similar things? What's your kind of memory load on each of these decks? Because once you win with one, by default, you won't be playing it the, the next round. So uh, I think there's a whole lot of kind of game beyond the game to be playing during a tournament uh, with this format. And um, I, I like it. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I almost they're kind of coming, stepping back from the whale piece a little bit there and and making it more more accessible for for nimble keyforgers that like finding interesting things <laughs> yeah. in their decks um, well i think i think because if, opponents i think because if you win you have less choice and your opponent strikes something i do think this is going to favor kind of bigger stronger archon solo collections a little bit more than original triad i will say that but they're doing it at the cost uh at the cost of getting to get the benefit of being able to do best of one rounds. Because um, that's the other that's the other thing, is that best of one can be a bit swingy, so a consistent Keyforge deck is really going to help you out there. Um, so, because I have seen some people, and I don't know how much I agree with this directly, but I'll just voice what I've seen a few places, is that because of how this is structured, it is pushing more towards owning three strong decks than even original Triad was. I don't know how it will play out, because... Really not a lot of people have, you know, the, the community has not thoroughly tested this format yet. That's why it's in testing. So we'll have to see what shakes out. I do hope, like you said, it is sticking closer to what I think was the true spirit of original triad, where you have, you know, a couple, like if you have a couple dozen decks, you're probably going to have, if you play your matchup smart, you will have some good, um, you will be able to have success. And I'm, I'm really hoping it still captures that part of the spirit while making a tournament actually feasible time-wise. And, and for me, the kind of beat down with the strongest deck isn't really my vibe, but I also <laughs> see... Sure. No, I see why it's important to have that in a card game. Um, and, you, you know, I think it's an important thing for Keyforge to have that sort of decks of champions, decks of the champions sort of format. And I... I feel this this maybe could be the one that 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 that, that plays that role for for at least for the foreseeable future. Do you? Yes, um, I think perhaps they could make some adjustments, but I, I think they hit a pretty good a pretty good middle line here between having a very cool format where you bring several open decks and and being able to actually have a tournament that people will play through. Um, that being said, in the greater context of what we are currently seeing as options for competitive, I don't know if I like this being the only bring an open, bring an unaltered open deck format. Mm. Um, I think this would be, I think this would be paired great with something else that's not alliance because right now we have you know sealed is pretty much sealed with some adjustments that we talked about. This is the kind of big brainy matchup format which I love, and then. I feel like something else could serve in that third slot other than Alliance, but we'll we'll get to Alliance in a minute. And we, yeah, we're going to get onto that. And we're also going to get onto some of the formats that we maybe would like to see and the tweaks and changes that we would like to see after that. Uh, the one thing I do want to talk about, Zach, before we yeah. give this a green or an amber or a red light is double elimination. So this is the mm. thing that I, I kind of shrugged my shoulders at, uh, at kind of constructed on the first glance. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They're trying something different. I like that. You know, um, again, we'll get to the details of Alliance in, in a second. But yeah, the double elimination was the thing that really worried me. Because one thing I quite like about, I mean, I'm not that competitive. So if I play an Archon event, 
yeah, whether I bring a great deck or a mediocre deck, I'll still be playing for the whole day and I'll end up playing with people that have got similar decks, you know, later mm-hmm. on, even if I get stomped the first two times. Um, but yeah, in this, you get eliminated. And I thought, yeah, is this going to be Monopoly where someone buys up all the houses and then no one else can afford a house? I Sorry, I mean, real life. Um, or is this <laughs> going to be like, you know, something where we can actually do that? But there is... There is an extra section for this. So the second Amber is what they're calling the right. uh, the best of the rest title, which sounds very Keyforge. Um, well, it's, yeah. it's for yeah, players but, that are eliminated. Yes. Yeah. Yes, do, it, it is, wanna... is a, a secondary tournament designed so that as soon as you're knocked out of really any of these formats, if you want to just keep playing, you can go over to the second Amber event and then just slot right in whenever... Uh, whenever you're knocked out, so I I love I love that because it means you're going to be playing KeyForge the whole time if you want to. I love that. I, I love it too. Um, and yeah, listeners, you'll find me in Second Amber <laughs> if I'm, I'm at a tournament. So, so come knocked see out me. by me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably knocked out by Sweaty Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if I knock you out, can you imagine? Can you imagine the podcast uproar if I knocked you out, Zach? Blimey. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Um, so I will say uh, something there do they do for Second Amber. Um, at the very bottom, I, I haven't seen discussion about this. It's probably because there's so many other things, exciting things <laughs> to talk about. Um, but the way, so Second Amber, you basically just keep playing the original events format alongside the first slotting in new people each time. And what happens is at the very bottom, it says, after each Second Amber round, enter the names of all winning players into the Second Amber pool. At the end of the second, at the end of second amber, draw eight random names from the pool, each of which is awarded a prize. Consequently, winning several games during the second amber improves a player's chance to win a prize or even multiple prizes. So, uh, and of course, they can change the number of names that are drawn from the pool. But the more you're playing second amber, uh, the more often, the better a chance you have to win a second amber prize. And I just think I think that's fantastic that that's baked in. Uh, that you get to just keep playing and then if you win a few games you have a chance at getting uh, you know whatever this kind of second amber consolation prize is for for winning <laughs> for winning some games during second amber i think i love great. it it's yeah. it's fantastic and it prevents those feel bad experiences and it's great for people like me that like turning up to tournaments but actually yep. don't really do the sweat stuff you know <laughs> i like shiny things i want you, the shiny stuff but i know, don't Ed, like getting sweaty we could we could uh license license our our name ip at least to ghost galaxy and they could just call second amber tournaments uh call them discovery tournaments <laughs> um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, to, to be honest, there would be some brand synergy there, um, which which you can't deny. You really can't deny. Um, yeah, maybe we should have that conversation with them. Um, but how, do, how are we? Are we broadly positive on second amber? Does that get green light from us? Yes, I I Great. think it's it's a it's a feel good it's a feel good addition at the cost of absolutely nothing uh, else. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, yeah. and, and bright and, and green just, light, 
great. So bright green light. And on Archon, you know, is that a bright green light as well? Is that mm. a green light? Is uh, it yeah, an amber? I'm, yes. I'm going to say a green light. Um, if they find in testing some adjustments to make, I think that'll be fine. But I really think they're finding a marriage of the spirit, the competitive and meta spirit of Triad, the matchup spirit of Triad, plus a format that's actually, you know, it won't just turn into an endurance match, which awesome. Sweaty Zach's okay with, but I, I get <laughs> that we don't want people to just be completely brain dead and sloppy not, at the end. Not my vibe. <laughs> no, yeah. Not, yeah, not why sure. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and things really genuinely would get sweaty at that point, and I, I'm not, I'm not there for that either. So. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're essentially because I'm, I'm green on those two as well so we're broadly green on sealed with you know there might be a hint of different right. color amber, in there amber on sealed for me amber on sealed there's a tinge of green in the corner that Ghost Galaxy <laughs> may be able to coax out of me you're 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 i swear zach we're going to talk about this format in a year's time and you're going to be loving it the worst part about you saying that, Ed, is I think you're right, but I don't want to say that out loud. I, I'm going to absolutely love lording this one over you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. pretty much green on everything so far then, just to watch Zach's reaction. So I can see Zach's face, listeners, and um, I'm really enjoying prodding him on this one because I can see that he's really challenged by... by I'm the... Amber for now. I'll be happy to be wrong, but I'm Amber for now on sealed because that one there's there one that one wolf still inside me purest keyforge wolf (laughs) is growling so if we're all so like pretty happy about everything what's 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 everyone making such a fuss about zach do you want to do you want to start off on this whilst we're still happy and laughing Uh, so let me i will read alliance to oh they actually have to respace their font this one's not quite fitting I'm loving the uh, the nope. the website overall. Is you know it really does kind of evidence the care and attention they're taking. To oh, I yes, I, I, I'm it's impressed. Awesome. I'm impressed. Yep. Let, so, let's cut them some slack, guys. Overall, but we'll, so, we'll go we'll go into this first. <laughs> the summary of Alliance: The Alliance format challenges not only a player's game skills but also deck construction strategy by allowing Alliance decks to be created from up to three different Archon decks. Players must bring to an Alliance tournament. One Keyforge Alliance deck consisting of three house pods recruited from a player's collection of Archon decks. Each house pod must be from a different house. Three house pods in the Alliance deck may be recruited from up to three different Archon decks. A house pod is the set of 12 cards dedicated to one house in a single Archon deck. Elimination rounds. Alliance format uh, Alliance format tournaments are played over a sequence of elimination rounds, each round featuring a number of two-player matches, each match consisting of one game. Uh, double elimination again, skipping ahead, playoff rounds. Uh, then nothing special about the the playoff rounds. Those, uh, of course, are best of three, uh, like oh, like the others are. You did miss the uh, bit about Keyforge Unchained being completely legal in this one. <laughs> Very funny. That's not true. That's not true. That is rumors. That is a lie from the depths <laughs> of Dis. So. Alliance. Whew. Okay, and they even say deck construction in here, right? So, uh, and we've I've already been tempted over to touch on this enough during this episode, but I'll just summarize. This is deck construction. Like I mentioned, that Keyforge purest wolf that growled a little bit at sealed. This wolf is howling at the idea angrily of of deck construction being a a a you know major format especially at the cost of a different kind of open Archon format here. Um, yeah. 
so I'll, I'll get I'll get into my feelings in a second, both in like why one why I wouldn't want to play it, and two the philosophical, the uh, what I will phrase as a possible philosophical threat to KeyForge if this is a big, uh, a big supported format. But uh, Ed, what was your reaction to to reading about Alliance? Yeah, I mean it's a little bit different than yours, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on the intricacies of does this format work in practice? Because mm. for me, it's not it's not a thing about oh constructed versus fixed keyforge decks at all it's a thing about does this format work logistically you know does it make sense you know does it make sense for the game in terms of bringing in new players um does it make sense for the game in terms of is right. it going to create bad feeling play experiences and i think those are the those are kind of the key yep. two key metrics here almost you know we have to we have to sort of, we want this game to be successful. So we want those two key metrics to be successful above and beyond, you know, the formats that we want to play. As long as there are formats that we want to play in ways that we want to engage with this game, it's all good. Um, But there might be ones that others want to play that we don't. So I was kind of cool with that. Um, But, you, you know, I also looked at it and then thought, hmm, how is that actually going to work in practice when you know thinking about the the almost the sweatiness of keyforge is sometimes curtailed by the the limits of the decks themselves you know the fact that you can just have a narp in the best deck in keyforge a maverick legacy narp in the <laughs> best mass mutations deck in keyforge you know and and that's that's keyforge and 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 that's quite special because i find it funny because um it that that NARP must really irritate whales. Um, so, um, you know, I think it it is an equalizer for Keyforge, um, that restriction in open play. Um, I am all up for trying a constructed format of open play, but not one that creates bad feel events for me. Um, yeah. And at that point, Zach, I'm going to hand over to you because you're the one with the depth of tactical Keyforge knowledge and you're going to be able to tell me, you know, both logistically does this work <laughs> and, you know, emotionally your your feelings about it as well because I think we, we can't discount the, uh, the sort of... Um, the the feeling of the Keyforge community around this, even though sort of Christian T. Peterson has been, I think he was expecting something like this from, right. he's been sort of laying the ground in, in interviews that he's been having. Which honestly, I totally respect him for saying, hey, some people aren't going to like it. And then yeah, he was right. <laughs> right. Um, I respect, I respect the the dedication to development of the game uh, to serve the game, make it big, uh, have a lot of people playing it, you know, big fun events, cool community, that sort of thing. So that being said, um, the reason there's that, you know, the tinge of green light inside of my Amber with sealed is because it's, it's, it's sealed. It's, it's intraset. There's not, there's not the ability to look across a whole collection, a whole teams collection. Now I love teams in Keyforge, but in that sealed format with two decks, there's not that ability to look across a vast number of decks and sets to then combine the most degenerate stuff. Because what happens is once you go between sets, that's when you get the most degenerate stuff. Uh, so a quick shout out to Nova of Decks of Keyforge. Nova put together within 24 hours of this announcement, I think is the, the, the timing on it, the ability to create alliance decks inside of your Decks of Keyforge account if you're a, uh, if you're a uh, Patreon supporter, uh, which I, I proudly am. I proudly am. 
And so I put together a alliance deck with uh, just looking at what the meta, what people were saying the meta could be, what's the OTK setup that you can make in a deck. And so if you go for United Action, um, the Worlds Collide, the Worlds Collide Star Alliance Action that has Alpha that says play for the remainder of the turn, you may play cards, uh, you may play, uh, you may play cards matching a house for any card you already have in play. You may not use cards this turn. If you pair that with library access, of course, which is play uh, for the remainder of the turn. Every time you draw, a, every time you play a card, you may draw a card purge library access. And then if you pair that with some, let's say, hunting with it, which is plenty of amber pips, key charge, nepenthe, just any other tools outside of that. As soon as you get your United Action and Library Access, and you have uh, a card or two in play. Um, you can you can just rule of six all the cards in your deck and and just you know one turn kill OTK. So now I will say that is uh, currently the KeyForge community's research on what's the most degenerate thing you could do with this. A few people were able to test it out last night. Shout out to um, Devin, aka Flaming Hobo, who runs the Ancient Bear Republic League. Amazing community member, huge fan. Uh, Devin tested this out with some people, did the United Action Library Access OTK testing, uh, and he made a joke that uh, here's the result of it. He did a screenshot of the GameFound page where it says number of players. It usually says two. Uh, he changed it to a one uh, because it's just it's Library Access Nepenthe except more powerful. Whoever draws the combo first wins. So that's the possibility of what the most degenerate thing is as far as... So this is all in the context of What's the most negative play experience you could have? Uh, they already eroded out library access to Seed, where turns would take way too long. Uh, you might OTK, you might not. Somebody's just sitting there watch you count your cards for a rule of six. Um, and this just goes back to that vein. So I think if they keep this, and I would rather this would be replaced by something else personally, but if they keep this, I've seen suggestions to move to uh, two decks maximum. Yeah for an alliance deck you're just mashing two decks together you're picking from that very much like sealed uh, and it has to be from the same set also like sealed so if i'm going to mash together some united action stuff it's also going to be with other worlds collide shenanigans now what that lets you do uh so they have balanced generally speaking they have balanced uh inter or uh, intra intra set play you know set versus its same set uh against itself uh, are there sometimes degenerate things? Yes. Um, but it's basically making hacksawed together decks within a set and still using all those mechanics that existed together still together. If you allow me to take a Worlds Collide deck and a Mass Mutation deck and a Coda deck, that's where things start to get completely degenerate and it's whoever just draws the combo first wins, uh, essentially. There's not going to be as much room for different kinds of decks to have a chance or to get creative uh, or to have fun and interesting matchups, which I believe is the heart of Keyforge. Okay, that's a really interesting format then that you said. And one thing we mm -hmm. maybe haven't spoken about here is the reasons why they've done it. And like, yes. I, yeah. do you know what? These guys have had Keyforge for a few months and they've already done so much. And right. it's a small team, right? So we yes. we really do have to cut them some slack here. I realize, you know, people might not like this, but that's the whole reason they've taken this out for us, you know, and why there's a big yellow warning thing here is so that people 
can go out and find those degenerate combos that might break these because they they don't have the time to do it internally you know they need us to to go out and look at that stuff um and one thing that they're really trying to do here and christian's definitely spoken about this is make some of those decks in our collections that are just sat there make them useful and yes we can play them for pve and we can play them for kitchen top and we can we can do our own constructed shuffle forge type thing um note that i really want it to be called shuffle forge and i'm slightly disappointed here <laughs> um you know we yeah. can we can do that for pve or kitchen top but you know this is this is this is different but it is it is how do we bring those decks in and make them relevant at the top level um do you, Zach, think that that sort of equivalent of sealed of what what constructed looks like for sealed, but for uh, essentially more of an archon style event right. would be? Do you think that would work overall? Do you think do you think there there is a case hmm. for trying it? Um, I think there's a case for experimenting it because in so I'm a theater kid. I have a theater major from my university. The rule in theater was always uh, with acting go big and the director will go big with your choice make a bigger choice a more interesting choice be louder and the director will bring you back down if needed um uh, unfortunately for people with working ears uh, around me at restaurants or any public spaces that's also my approach to just talking generally getting a chuckle out of my wife uh, as i make that joke here oh, um, and mine too actually so uh, <laughs> you know we've oh. never met in person but i, I think yes. it does not surprise you and um it doesn't surprise me either so that's amazing good. so with with that in mind the concept of go big and rein it in i can i can respect them going big and then reining it in later not even proposing in my, an interest set to deck thing just going full um because uh, i think they knew that specific card construction would be ridiculous and instantly broken right you can truly build an otk you know turn one otk deck at that point uh probably um so they went as big as wouldn't completely shatter completely shatter gameplay and so i expect them to rein it in i don't think this solves i don't think this solves the i have a whole bunch of unused decks in my, I have hundreds of unused decks in my bin problem. I think I think that is a problem card games have that they always will have. I actually think the best answer to that is uh, adaptive, which we can talk about in in a little bit. But I don't think I don't think this is going to I don't think this is going to engage uh, longtime players, whether casual or competitive who have big collections, um, who then want to just throw things together. If this was like a side event where people do it to find interesting things and explore weirdo combinations that they don't own and they're making an alliance, I think that's fun. And I think that's cool. But as far as a competitive event where it says, hey, we're expecting you to come, know all the rules, play well, try your hardest, bring your fire, let's go. Uh, I don't think this works for that because... Keyforge is designed, the cards are designed without choice in mind. So when all of a sudden your choice opens up to your entire collection, if it's a bigger collection, or your entire team's collection, um, then your entire team can show up with, you know, decks that are nearly OTK decks. And yeah. I don't think that's going to be fun for people. I don't think I don't think that adds enjoyment to going back to your old decks. I think there's some degree of we have a bunch of decks, not all of them are going to be played. 
that aren't mm-hmm. solved outside of like, you know, very interesting adaptive or like a SAS climb, like I'm doing to enjoy all my decks. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. I, I yeah. guess it'd be difficult to sort of do a SAS climb in, in person in a officially supported style exactly. thing. Yes, 100%. SAS. But, yes. but it's, it's a difficult one. Okay, so just to summarize, before we go on to what good alternatives would be and good right. additional formats would be, are we saying a no for Alliance as it is, a red for Alliance as it is in its current state, but potentially a, a, a slightly more of an amber tinge if it's the the style that you mentioned that was mm. more akin to sealed of you know two decks from the same set? Um, it's it's a red from me um, either way. I think okay. it's a red from me either way because I think that intraset version is better. I would still rather have something closer to quote unquote pure key forge, you know, that unchangeable, unalterable deck idea. Um, and I, I will say the one thing that worries me, I'm not a hundred percent certain this would happen. It would depend on how ghost galaxy handles this having alliance definitely in its current state, you know, very much subject to change, of course, in testing, having alliance in its current state um, and having key forge be this more, much more closer to much closer to fully constructed where like it's a green light for OTK decks, this sort of thing that that to me might be a philosophical misstep that multiplies later. Uh, Right. If they, if they greenlit it like this right now, I could go, I could probably go to sealed, have a ton of fun. I could go to Archon, have a ton of fun and just not play Alliance and it would be fine. But what does it look like down the line? Now, there's multiple factors involved in Magic the Gathering's uh, product development. And, of course, they're successful. They're owned by a giant company. I think that's a big part of it. Um, But a lot of what you see in Magic the Gathering is things are included in, like, somebody is playing one format, and then their format keeps getting cards built for other formats. And the lines aren't clear. It gets muddied because they're so invested in, say, like, uh, you know, making things specifically for Commander. But then they muddy those cards into into the other into the other uh, uh, types of play as well. That's just, you know, one thing people work through. Uh, of course, owning your play experience, very important. We'll always say that. But I think that is a possible philosophical risk is that if Alliance, especially in its current form, is green lit, um, if they start designing for Alliance, um, it could affect the rest yeah. of the game where, yes, I'm just letting other people play Alliance, and that's great. But if it starts to affect the way I play Keyforge, then then I'm I'm sad, right? But I'm sad. No, that makes complete sense. Um, so what you're saying is you don't think that Keyforge Unchained should be legal in this. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I, joke. I joke. Nobody no, says I'm... that. Oh. <laughs> chaos besides Embrace most of those decks are chaos. just going to be most of those decks are just going to be pure jank terrible chaos which will be I fun so for a game excited. or two it'll be fun for a game or two but anyways i have two displays of that at great cost Beautiful. so yeah i am i'm excited but no i think this makes sense right and i i i think i'd be surprised if they did green light it in its current format so i don't think we have to worry too much about yeah. that but we'll, we'll see you know it, they're, they're trying different stuff that is cool. It's exciting overall. Let's right. dive on because we've gone quite long. So let's dive on <laughs> to some of the formats that, you know, m- we might consider 
First of all, though, Zach, because I get the feeling you're not going to mention this, do you think that there is any other way of incorporating constructed into Keyforge that you know would be more constructive? Oh, see what I did there? Um, yeah. Uh, as far as open Archon, look at your giant collection, build something version, I don't think so. I mean, I okay. think I could live with two-deck intraset alliance. I think that's enough restrictions for creativity and interesting matchups to, to still happen. Um, I'm not sure that that would then accomplish what they want to with uh, attracting the really, you know, people who really want to build a straight power deck. Uh, I mean, it might, it might, you know, you could get some really degenerate stuff, especially in mass mutation where all your enhancements landed in one house. Right. Um, you could get some really cool stuff there. Um, but I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't really think there there's any version. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So essentially keep constructed to the kitchen table and to limited play. Yep. Yeah, yep. cool. I mean, so I think if they wanted versions, to... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I think if they wanted to like sell the idea of, and I won't go into what a cube is for those who don't know, but if they wanted to like sell a Keyforge cube or something, like, you know, that keeps it, that keeps it from, from, going outside its bounds right but yeah i i don't think there's a version of this that i like that i think really even answers the problems they want it to quote unquote problems they want it to answer okay cool yeah. so keep constructed to limited or don't do it from in your right. mind for me yeah. I, i'm cool with it being limited i do worry about alliance i i, I like i like the idea of it but i i, I want it to be anti-bad feelings for non-sweaty players. Um, right. And I'm not convinced it is at the moment in its current form yeah. as Alliance. As Sealed, great. Yeah. But as Alliance, not sure. Um, so what's missing, Zach? What I think is missing... So what I think is missing, and I'm going to say this in the context of what they're clearly establishing as one of their values for competitive play here, which is double elimination, single game rounds, into a top cut right so i'm looking i'm looking at that which i love i love that they're sticking to that i love that it's clear huge fan huge and, fan. and consistent across across yes. different formats great mm -hmm. i i think and this is this is where sweaty zach is going to really come out of his come out here i i think the answer and i could also be wrong this is really my suggestion to test because i think we've seen it in the community enough where i think it would work I think the other slot that would help fill things here that would touch on the use your old decks thing. Now, not all of them, but it would allow you to go in. I think uh, adaptive best of one uh, into adaptive best of three what would be the great third competitive format. Adaptive best of one being where you and your opponent look at each other's decks that you've brought. You each pick one to play. If you pick different decks, then if you pick different decks, then you just play what you picked. If you pick the same deck, then you chain bid on it. I've had a lot of success playing Keepers of Strong Chin, a super janky Brobnar Worlds Collide deck, very much mid-tier. Not great at all. I've had a lot of success with, success with that in best of one uh, and best of three, best of three adaptive. And I will say... It is mostly on the chain bidding side. I'm not in there. Um, now, of course, there are some games where I pick keepers and then I win because the other person picked their deck. But that's because I knew the matchup just by reading the deck list. 
So I will say a lot of the skill here is in deck list reading and chain evaluation uh, on uh, on your decks, and you can lose the game before that happens. But if it's going to be in the comp- in, like lose the game before that happens, is in uh, you bid wrong, pick the wrong deck, and you just don't win because of that. Yeah. I will say I think that's okay if it's in a competitive format. If it's in a competitive format um, where it's like, this is a tournament, we're expecting you to come, we're expecting you to know it, people will practice if it's one of three, and then people will get better at decklist reading, chain evaluation. I was actually just talking with a, uh, don't know how to say uh, his name, but JLMTL, uh, Canadian Keyforge player, I was chatting quite a bit about uh, with, adapt- with him about adaptive and... Um, the, the skills I've found in adaptive playing Keepers the Strong Chin for uh, over 150 games during the pandemic, especially online. So I think it could be good. I have also seen plenty of other uh, similar formats from the community that involve like guessing which, like betting on which deck is going to win. Of course, you'd need to, um, of course, you'd need to uh, uh, guard against just, you know, betting the other deck is going to win and and then just just uh, tanking the game, just making sure that's not rewarded in tournament play. Um, but I, I think I think adaptive would I think their new archon would is is the bring your power bring your power decks format. I think adaptive best of one and best of three could be the you're weaponizing your deck knowledge format. It does move a lot of the game to the deck eval and chain bidding. But I think if that's an official format, then people will learn it. And it's 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 top tier play for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, so that's my that's my suggestion. And then it lets you use your janky decks. I think you can bring janky decks to adaptive and do really well. Uh, the current thought is bring strong decks, but I think you can bring janky decks and go back into your weird de- weird old decks collection and and have success. And decks that are hard to play because you're going to be better at playing them than your opponent is. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed Adaptive when I've played it in the past. I'm not particularly sweaty myself, um, so I, 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 I can, I can agree with you. I, I think the idea of not playing Adaptive again in a tournament is a bit sad because I like the idea of bidding on stuff as well. I think it adds yeah. an extra kind of crunchiness, and as you, as you rightly say, allows you to bring decks that you might not sort of bring otherwise and just like you know archon regular you can you can limit it to one ha- uh, one uh, set or a, a group of sets if you like to mm-hmm. kind of make things even more crunchy so there are always yep. ways of doing that um yeah maybe maybe a shame it's it, it's missing here in terms yep. of you know one thing with adaptive that can be an issue is the the three <laughs> three uh three games um right Right, which is which is why you want to do best of one for those initial double elimination rounds. Um, okay, yeah. would you then go up to three? Do you think? Uh, yeah for for the for the double uh, for the playoffs, yes, yeah for the playoffs, I would think so. I'd have to think about that a bit because all you're doing all you're doing by give going from best of one adaptive to best of three adaptive is uh, you either just give people more information before their chain bidding in game three, or you're allowing somebody a chance to take both games very impressively, right? Winning with both different decks. So yeah. I'm not sure just straight moving to the best of three is the best solution there, but um, I, I think adaptive would fill, would fill the third competitive slot and, and give a great variety uh, cool. to the competitive scene. I, I'd keep it. 
I'd keep it best of one personally, but that's mm. probably more to do with my attention span than anything else. But there are <laughs> there are some decks, particularly Dark Tidings, that can go pretty long. So, you right. know, I, and you do get the crunchiness of, of the decision-making in, in, in one game. And there's always going to be the variances with other mm-hmm. with, with other and formats. Though. In in sealed and archon, of course, speaking of our new in testing formats, uh, the playoffs are all best of three. The playoffs are all best of three. So, uh, but yes, adaptive will tend to go longer because there's going to be fewer uh, fewer two two wins and out. Awesome. So we're going to see a lot more of this over the coming weeks and months. I think it's fair to say they are moving at quite a speed. But you know, let's be let's be friendly to our new um, our new uh, sort of uh, what do I what do I call it? The new caretakers of of this right. game that we all yeah. love because they want to do the same thing we want to do. They want to make it the best game possible for the greatest number of people to keep this going for a long, long time. Yeah. So I think we don't want to make them feel awful. We don't want to scare them off from t- trying things either because that might impede the innovation that kind of Keyforge is all about that, right? Um, but at the same time, obviously, we've we've got to give our feedback for stuff that doesn't yes. make sense so much. But we can do that in a constructive way. <laughs> yes, I, I do encourage people to give feedback. Um, I've been, uh, I've just been, you know, uh, uh, really sitting on my thoughts, especially about Alliance, thinking about it. Um, so go ahead, send your thoughts in. Send your thoughts into Ghost Galaxy. Uh, maybe write it out, and if you, uh, I mean, like I have, right? This game means a ton to me. If you feel emotional about it, write it out, like sleep on it, look at it the next morning, and say, okay, how how can I freeze this to a human I'd be seeing across from, and then send it off. Uh, I total, I totally get feelings of intensity seeing construction come into Keyforge. Um, but Ghost Galaxy wants our feedback. This is a testing phase. Um, we, you know, if if you want to say to them, I I probably will. I'll probably submit a, a contact us form or something saying, I think at least for uh, Open Archon constructed uh, doesn't hurts the spirit of the game in a big way. I'll probably put together a note, you know, probably put together a note saying that. Like I like I said, I might be able to be won over on sealed. Um, but yeah, definitely because they they want to hear that. They want to hear that for sure. Good. Quote Zach. Um, so Ghost Galaxy Games, I think that this new seal might be my favorite format in a year's time, but I can't admit that yet. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to right. <laughs> put some question marks next to it and then talk about Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really trolling yeah. you, Zach, but, um, but it, it, it's all good. Um, hey, Keyforge is exciting at the moment. There's a lot of it stuff is. going on. Isn't this yeah. much better than silence and misery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, much much better than silence. I love that they're they're throwing there's there's a friggin' Keyforge keynote. So they're they're gonna talk for up to an hour at the first day of Keyforge celebration. Like how cool is that gonna be if you if you're able to make it? Like sitting there listening to them talk about Keyforge. Um and they they care about the game. They do. Even if they have made a choice where I go, wait, what? Really? Um, they want to hear the feedback. They care about the game. And remember, their their livelihoods, like I said a few episodes ago or last episode, who knows? Time is wibbly wobbly. Uh, you know, their their livelihoods are this game. This 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 company is depending on this game. They want the feedback. They want it to succeed. Um, even if they do something that makes me raise, you know, makes me raise an eyebrow. Um, 
but but they will do that and they'll do that yes. again um uh, but that's fine because yeah. as long as they do stuff that we like as well and you know and right their wrongs and not all keyforge is going to be for everyone some people aren't going to play pve some people aren't going to play all the formats sure. but you right. know, as long as there's enough to keep us enjoyed, uh, uh, keep us enjoying the game, and to bring in other players, it's all it's all gravy. It's all yeah. gravy. I'm going to go and check flights for this Keyforge celebration, and um, I'll speak to you later, Zach. Yep, do it, Ed. Do it. Awesome. Well, thank you, dear listener, for listening to Call of Discovery. As always, uh, we have. Oh gosh, there's so much we have. Uh, it's mostly me doing random stuff when I can't bear not to make content. Uh, at callofdiscovery.com there's links to the stream the blog uh, all of our other episodes of course uh, the Twitter's pretty active with me on there so go check it out support us on, pa- on Patreon if you like uh, we're all over the place thanks everyone have you answered the call of discovery <laughs>